Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Is This Actually Healthy? This is the podcast where I guide you through simple practical methods for improving your everyday living, especially through your eating and your fitness. If this is your first time tuning in, then welcome. It's great to have you. If you didn't already notice, there are lots of other episodes of this show that precede this one. So if you want to start from the beginning, feel free to do so. Otherwise, stay tuned in and we will continue ahead with episode 33. And for today's episode, I decided to focus on finding your creativity and the resources that you can use for better meal planning. This is one of the biggest problems out there when I talk with other individuals who say that they have roadblocks with healthier eating. The big elephant in the room is that no one wants to prep healthier meals when they have no idea how to do it. And that's the problem is if you don't get creative and start making new things that differ from the old things that weren't so healthy, then you're not actually making any change. And sadly, if you go to the grocery store and buy a bunch of healthy ingredients, they don't magically transform themselves into the scrumptious meals that you get excited about. So the question is, where can we find inspiration to break the mold and start experimenting with our cooking? How do we start making new things that we enjoy? I get my inspiration from so many places and I am not stagnant with my diet. I am always trying new recipes. I'm always looking for new things to do because I always say eating should never be a chore. You really should be excited about things that you're making, especially healthier dishes, things you know that are going to be an improvement on what you made before. It's not going to encourage you to keep at it if you're not making something that's delicious. So what are the different resources that we can use to give us ideas, give us inspiration, and give us the creativity we need to push us along? Well, I have a list here that I came up with. Each of these have their their benefits and their cons. The first one on the list, which is pretty old school, is cookbooks. That's probably the most classic method out there where you can get new ideas for things you can make. You can keep them right in your cabinet, so if you're looking for something to make, you can just grab them and flip through them. You can see pictures. It's really nice to have cookbooks around because, like I said, you can just flip through them and ideas will come at you. If a recipe looks good, then it's right there. You can bookmark the page. However, they are a little bit old school, and the thing is you have to go out and buy a lot of different cookbooks depending on what it is you're trying to make. They do have cookbooks for everything. I know for me, I definitely have a few lying around for specific things like vegan recipes or I have some for my Instant Pot, whatever whatever it is. You can find a cookbook for about anything, but you do have to actually go out and seek the cookbook and go and buy it. Number two, which is a lot easier and probably a lot of you already result to, is internet searching. The thing about internet searching that's so beneficial is that you don't even have to have a dish in mind. You can just look up anything that sounds healthy, sounds delicious. One thing that I usually do when I'm internet searching, or this is also when I get on platforms like Pinterest, is when I'm looking for a new recipe to make, I'm typically trying to focus on getting rid of an ingredient. If I'm looking for something new, 
I have an ingredient sitting around that I want to use in a new dish. I have an abundance of something that I want to get rid of. And if you just search for that ingredient in the search bar, then that can give you a range of ideas. You hit enter and all kinds of ideas will come up on things you can do to use that ingredient. And you can also add specifications to these searches, such as sugar-free, gluten-free, vegan, high protein. You'll probably still get a ton of results that meet that exact criteria. So if you're ever just De devoid of inspiration, a quick internet search or a quick Pinterest search can quickly give you a ton of ideas. Stemming off of this, you can also join Facebook groups, Instagram pages, any kind of social media that shares recipes. Because when you get on Facebook and start scrolling, then you'll occasionally see delicious recipes pop up. And when this happens, for me, I like a lot of cooking pages then something will come up that I'm like, yes, I absolutely have to make that. And then I'll just create a bookmark for it, create a saved folder and put it in a recipes tab. You do wanna actually go back and look at it later instead of thinking, oh, that looks good, scrolling and then never seeing it again. Creating a bookmark or some kind of page where it saves all of your, um, your target recipes, that's a great way so that you'll actually go back and commit yourself to them. YouTube videos. That is the fourth thing I put down on the list. Just like classic cooking segments on the morning shows in the US, you can find all kinds of YouTube videos that instruct you on how to make certain dishes, or you don't even have to search a dish. You can just pull up people with cooking channels and you can get a variety of ideas, especially if you're not really into the cooking techniques and you actually need to learn how to do that as well as learning what to cook itself. The last resource and another highly valuable resource, don't think that this is the least important because it's at the end, is real life people. If you talk to others who have great recipes, then you gotta ask them for it. And even if the recipe has some things in it that maybe you don't like or doesn't fit your dietary requirement, then you can get creative again and start making modifications to that recipe or ask the person who has the recipe what they would recommend if you wanted to change it. Real life people are also a very motivational source because when you make the item, when you make the dish, then you can tell them about it. And that's really one of the funnest things about trying new recipes is, oh, I made something new and it's absolutely fantastic. I need to tell people about it. Don't be afraid to talk to people and really get their ideas as well. The tips to making it easier to incorporate all these sources of information and to ensure that you actually take these sources and use them effectively, I have to say that you have to build off what you already know how to cook by modifying existing recipes. So you don't want to start cooking a plethora of different dishes where you have absolutely no background knowledge on it. You can learn. Absolutely, but you'll probably be more comfortable and you'll want to make things that are more attuned to things that you already know how to make. If you have some dishes that you're an expert on, then I guarantee that there's ways you can modify them to be healthier. Another tip of advice I have, which is something that I've been bad at before, is don't go through Pinterest and save so many recipes at a time. It's shown that the more recipes that you save, especially in a single sitting, 
the least likely you are to go back and look at them because you don't feel committed to any single recipe. You're just scrolling, you're saving things, it's going into the void. Your brain isn't going to go back and think about it than if you just saved a couple. And then those are in your mind. You go to the grocery store and you buy ingredients for those couple dishes. And then you know you're going to make it because you have what you need. If you're saving recipes all over the place but don't have any ingredients for them, then it's not likely that you're actually going to make anything. I almost never have all the ingredients for a dish. Just substitute a few things. If there's a recipe that you really want to make, something that you think will turn out awesome, but you're missing one or two things, I guarantee that you can get creative and find some sort of substitute for it. If you make something that turned out great, then once again, bookmark that recipe or print it out. You won't make it again if you can't find it. All right, that's my advice for I have for when you're navigating different resources and inspiration and creativity for making new things. Because you need to be creative and excited about what you're eating. Prepping delicious meals for me, I think of it like an art, but also a challenge. So it makes it so that it never gets boring. If you ever feel like you're getting stagnant, just consult your resources. Refresh the system. At least in the world of social media, it's, it's constantly booming with new must-try recipes. I love social media these days for looking for inspiration. And it's definitely a great way to make new things that you enjoy. That's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning into the episode. I want to remind you to share this show with your friends, other people that you know who you think could benefit from this information. Also, please rate this show wherever you're listening. Give it a five-star review. It helps me and it helps my show reach the ears of more listeners. Also, if you haven't already, I have to remind you to follow me on Instagram. You can find me at is this actually healthy? No punctuation. And I post a lot of information with episode promos and other health tips, cooking recipes, whatever I think that, that you all would benefit from. That's all I have, and I really appreciate it again for listening. This is Juliana signing off, and I hope I will see you again next time. Thank you.